Another edition of the Let's Boogie podcast. It doesn't matter the year. doesn't matter what is happening. Technology is our worst enemy, and we learned that firsthand last week uh, when we recorded about an hour ten. We tried to be like, okay, we're officially back. We're doing this shit. We're going to have back-to-back weeks. And technology said, fuck no, baby. But hey, enough of my yakking. What do you say? Let's boogie. Let's boogie! Let's boogie. If you have crack, let's boogie. <laughs> no one is going into your no. asshole. I, I, well, I, I wouldn't let him without the crack. And um, here we are. After a unexpected bye week, we have returned. Um... I will say the technology uh, issues were not on my end. That was my co-host, but um, that's neither neither here nor there. Um, and before you're asking, no, we did not take a week off, so I didn't have to talk about the fact that my football team lost the Super Bowl. They lost. It's over. The halftime show sucked. That's all been established. We don't have to talk about that anymore. Um, but while we were away... As Danny McBride said in Tropic Thunder, Mother Nature just shit her pantsuit. There is some wild shit going on across this country with the weather. And it's, it's cold. Kind of, it's cold. It's cold outside. And I am... Karma. Karma finds a way. I said last week to my dad, because in, a perfect, in my perfect world, uh, snow would go away after Christmas. So everybody gets their white Christmas. We don't have to worry about it again. In a perfect world, winter is beginning of November to end of December. That's true. But I said verbatim to my dad, I don't even mind the cold. I just hate snow. <laughs> and what you said did the, that? I did. I said... I don't even mind the cold. I have a car heart, which is still true. But then, <laughs> but cold then can't, can't the cold can't hurt me. I have a car. The heart. cold can't hurt me. I've got a car heart. I've got wool socks, car heart jacket. Uh, but then uh, the low today in the city I live in was negative 27 degrees below zero this morning. Yeah. My, uh, one of my cousins posted on his um, Instagram that his car uh, temperature reader said like negative twenty six when he woke up to go to work. That I sounds mean, awful. Oh, it's been terrible. I mean, this is a ruinous hellscape that we are living in. Um, and I, I just feel bad in- for um, shout out uh, friends of the podcast Anthony Wade and Josh Denning who currently reside in Texas. Texas is experiencing. Um, I mean. Texas has decided to shit the bed, basically. Well, they're not prepared for this shit. Houses aren't built for this. They, I saw a tweet. It was like, it was obviously, it was sarcastic. It was, no one in Texas owns shovels, so they're just going to shoot the snow until it goes away. <laughs> That's <laughs> and, pretty good. And uh, 
Like the, I mean, it wasn't even like just these last couple of days. Like last week, there was like a sixty or seventy car pile up on a highway in Fort Worth. Now there's hundreds of thousands of people without power. Uh, Texas does not know what to do. They have no idea what to do. The, I mean, it snowed. It snowed in Louisiana. It snowed in Alabama. Like, the entire state of Texas was under a winter storm warning. But um, but climate change isn't real. Oh, I can't get near that snow. There's probably some global warming in that there snow. Wait, it's cold as shit. What happened to this global warming stuff this, I keep hearing on the warming, news? More like global cold, and I knew Trump was right all along. Ain't no such thing. I knew I needed to move to Palm Beach. <laughs> No, but it's just so, so funny that uh, Josh and Anthony are down there because they specifically moved away from Nebraska to get rid of this shit, and here we are. Well, Anthony, like, Anthony's student teaching down there, and he, he texted me the other day. He's like, yeah, when I uh, accepted a student teaching uh, job in Houston, wasn't expecting snow days to be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now he's going to have, and now he's going to have a couple of those in a row. Um, that's, that's absolutely, you know, I couldn't imagine, I couldn't imagine, um, I've got a lot of family down there. They're all doing, they're all doing okay, uh, from what I've heard, but, uh, yeah, we're just, getting, uh, we're getting snow tomorrow and then I, I hate to say it, we're going back up to 50 degrees this weekend. So, well, I mean, I saw that in, in the panhandle today, it was 34 degrees. In, like, south-central Nebraska, it was negative 34 degrees. And if that is not a reason to hate this godforsaken state, then I don't know what is. That was um, two, uh, two men who are too young to be talking about the weather. <laughs> but it's too damn cold, okay? <laughs> it's too damn cold, I tell you. Back in my day, I walked through four miles of snow to go play jacks down at the soda fountain. Also, I could meet my crutch, my crush, Melissa. <gasps> now, Melissa, she had the prettiest blue eye. Yeah, whatever, you know, it just, uh, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> speaking of, uh, speaking up, of phone. crushes, speaking of crushes, how was your Valentine's Day, Bigelow? Um, I incredibly eventful. I assume it was because Nebraska actually won a basketball game for the first time. Uh, a, ca- a conference basketball game for the first time in 404 days. Um, as I posted on my Twitter, I went to uh, a local grocery store, bought a nice uh, New York strip steak, some adult beverages, and I get to the checkout line and the high school aged kid with. Acne says, celebrating with someone special tonight? I said, no, uh, Valentine's Day is for amateurs. I am uh, celebrating a college basketball team winning their first conference game in 404 days. That's what I'm doing tonight. And he was not amused. But <laughs> As most uh, pizza-faced teenagers are. Yeah. Bro, do you play Fortnite? Um... <laughs> Bro, Fortnite never died. What do you mean? Fortnite never died. Um, What's your Discord yeah. username? <laughs> Discord. Oh wait, you you're you're still sleeping on RuneScape. Uh, 
Oh man, we're we're t- we. I've done how many impressions? We're only seven minutes in. We're yeah, we're, di- you're we're pushing di- it. You're, we're dialed in. We're there's dialed a line in today, and, and, and you're pushing it. But there is also a line when it comes to Valentine's Day. Um, and a lot of people cross that. And a lot of people cross that line. Um, we get it. You're dating. Most of the time, we are we are well aware that. Uh, you are dating somebody. Um, How about don't post on your Instagram with your boyfriend, girlfriend, who whoever your friend is of three or four years that we're all very aware that you guys are still just together and boring? Like, we, we know. Uh, we, we're, we're aware. I mean, is an Instagram post the new, like, giant teddy bear? Like, everyone used to be like, oh, my God, I just want a giant teddy bear and some chocolate for Valentine's Day. Now it's, I want a collage of pictures with me and the same boy that I have been seeing since I was 15. What's, what's, what's so bad about giving a girl a framed picture of you two? Whatever happened to that? Love is dead. Love died with chivalry, brother. Love lives on social media in the now. Love lives on Tumblr and Visco, brother. Oh, Visco. <laughs> if you use Visco, you literally just... You're a hipster. Like, that's what you are. This is true. 100%. I mean, there's, like, and there's you know... Like, I don't know what's worse, like, the people in relationships being like, hey, guys, remember, I'm in a relationship. The people, not like us, because we'd never do this, who are like, single again on Valentine's Day, just me, my right hand, and the hub, or the people who see... But do you watch the hub on the 4K TV? That's for a litter. That's for a litter debate. Um... (laughs) <laughs> I don't have a 4K TV. That's that's only something you own. I do, and that's where I'll leave that. <laughs> I'll just let but, that sit um, in the air and marinate. Or the people who see people, mainly celebrities, with much more money than anyone will ever have, saying, oh my God, relationship goals. Valentine's Day goals. Oh my God! Chrissy Teigen and John Legend are not goals, and we should stop saying they are. I don't think anyone is. I think the internet is kind of turned on Chrissy Teigen. I That's definitely, good. I definitely think the internet has turned on Chrissy Teigen. I know she tweeted something last Who week is about the new power couple. The new power couple, as in like. The one that everyone's like, oh my god, I wish I had, I wish I had that. I know a lot of people are really, uh, really invested in Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey right now. I know that that's kind of hot in the streets. Why? Only because I saw it trending yesterday that Michael B. Jordan rented out an aquarium for uh, Lori Harvey for Valentine's Day. Oh my god, fish and a dinner. <laughs> oh my god, oh my fish. God. Oh my god, dolphin. <laughs> I mean, dolphins. <laughs> Do they let dolphins in the aquarium? 
Oh my god, jellyfish. <laughs> Is that Patrick from SpongeBob? <laughs> oh my god, it's Nemo. Nemo and Dory. Oh my god. Every kid at the Henry Dorley Zoo ever. <laughs> I don't give a Every. fuck about any of this. I just want to see penguins and the Nemos. I want to see the Nemos, god damn it. Like the amount of Finding Nemo references in the Henry Dorley Zoo Aquarium is just absurd. I mean, if those walls could talk, <laughs> they would beg. They would beg to be put out of their misery. <laughs> if those if those walls could talk. <laughs> but but I mean, good on you renting out an aquarium, Michael B. Jordan. I just want to know if he was like throwing down in like the aquarium. He was like, "All right, all right, shoddy, we got this. We got this whole joint to ourselves." Look up at that glass. <laughs> like, 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 was he just, was he just laying, laying pipe in an aquarium? Like, I'll, like, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, be talking like, to her. Hey, hey, baby, fish only have a five second memory. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. This shark trying to tag in. Oh, shit. Like, just. Like just, just laying the. I rented out this bitch. Now I'm gonna. (laughs) (laughs) Just fucking going to town. I mean, that's what you had to do back in the day. Carl, the janitor, who's there to just make sure the door is locked, like looks at the security camera. He's like, "Oh, I've never been into ebony porn, but it's it's like that. I'll 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 dabble." I'll, I'll, like I'll take I'll take the plunge. It's like that. It's like that scene in that South Park episode where like they're like recording everybody on the toilet with like their seatbelts on and stuff like that. And that one guy is just like flipping between the cameras, and then he finds like Cartman, I think, and just the heftiest fucking glob of lube l- lotion in his hand, and then just starts like slowly going. That's exactly I mean, that I mean, Michael B. Jordan. I mean, he definitely throws down. I mean, you don't just. I mean, he's a sexy man. No, he's a good-looking human. I mean, you don't just. I mean, I mean, he throws down. He lays. He lays. Who's by. this girl? I'm trying to think. Lori Harvey. Is she? Um, a, is she an actress? What is she from? I'm trying to. I mean, I don't. I've, I I kind of didn't know who she was for a while either. She is from. She is. 24 years old. She is one year older than me. Wow, that is. Show Notice me. me. Notice show, me, Michael B. Jordan. Show me the Please. pick you got because I'm because I'm trying to put a face to the name. Was that that girl from Spider Man Homecoming? Le- oh, Michael B. Jordan is 33, and Lori <laughs> Harvey is 24. That's a gap. That's a gap. That's a thigh gap if I've ever seen That's one. That's a gap. <laughs> oh, but uh man, you trying to go down to the gap? Man, you trying to mm. You trying to get some gap jeans? Lori Harvey is Steve Harvey's stepdaughter. Oh. Okay. I love Steve Harvey. I don't know if uh. I've ever told you about my fascination with in May of 2017, oh, here we go. No, this is going to get you. In May of 2017, Lori Harvey got engaged to Dutch professional soccer player Memphis Depay after nearly a year and a half of dating. Wow. Memphis. 
Memphis. And they did not even last a year. But yeah, Memphis Depay, Lori Harvey. And then supposedly went from Memphis Depay to future to Michael B. Jordan. And what a time. What an absolute time. Was not expecting to read Memphis Depay's name today. Was not expecting that to be a thing. But here we are. I'm happy. So, yeah, so far we've talked about weather and we've talked about fucking in an aquarium. (laughs) Uh, We are really hitting off to a roaring start. We are off to a roaring beginning. Long story short, Valentine's Day, if you try to make it something more than it is, which is a Hallmark holiday to sell cards and candy and overpriced things, then you're simple. That's one way to put it. You are. You, you're simple. Um, so I wanted to talk about movies for a little bit because I <coughs> watched quite possibly the most absurd movie I've ever watched. And I purposely did not post a Letterboxd review, so Matt did not know that I watched it. I'm ready to hear this. That movie is on Hulu, and that movie is called Tentacles. Porn? And now, before you jump at me, it is not octopus porn. Okay. But it, but well, it is close. I already clo- did jump. Sorry. But it is close. It is very close. Um, basically, the point of it is that people are monsters who don't really want love. They just want sex. And they like the idea of love. Not I like the idea of love. love, but they're really in it for the sex, and that makes them horny monsters. <laughs> and the main character, who's played by some Joe Schmo, let me just read you the let me read you the uh, the description. A young Los Angeles couple, Tara and Sam, fall head over heels into a new romance, entwining their lives until their intimacy transforms into something terrifying. Spoiler alert, that's something terrifying is that they don't love each other, they just love fucking. And What about the tentacles? We're getting there, <laughs> god damn it. And are they so, not horrifying enough? Uh eh. they're tentacles. Eh. Once you've seen one tentacle, you've seen them all. Yeah, I've seen the sidebars on certain websites. I mean, it was it was it was it was okay. You know, it was nothing 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 crazy. I've seen the sidebars. I've been accidentally redirected to places I didn't want to be redirected to. I was, I was, I was, I was prepared. I mean, I was just like, I was put in aquarium displays that I didn't mean to be put into. Yeah. This is a very aquatic episode. If you can't tell the life aquatic with Matt and Bigelow. Um, This is so basically Tara is already a monster. When you see her with uh, less clothes than normal, you notice that she has a big scar going down her chest. And I'm like, that's where the tentacles are. And guess what? After so much, after so much lust and just hot, steamy Hulu sex, the tentacles come calling. And I'm just like, oh, this is exactly what I thought it would be. Yeah. But the most absurd part of this movie 
is the last line of this movie. Now, my precedent for... Spoilers. Spoilers, obviously. If you're going to watch this movie, just go watch it to laugh. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's not terrifying. It's absolutely fucking hilarious. Pour yourself a screwdriver. Yeah. Take a seat. Take a seat. You need a good laugh. Take an edible. Oh, my God. If I was... Oh, this movie would have been a trip. But, like, the last line. So, obviously, Sam and Tara, their romance is not meant to be. Sam meets another monster. Modern-day Romeo Romeo and Juliet situation. And they're, by, they're, like, by the ocean in L.A. or something, and... One person looks and says, man, I love it here. Is there, is there anything more calming than the ocean? He says, yeah, fucking cut to black. End of the movie. <laughs> That's it. That's the end. Is there anything more calm than the ocean? Yeah, fucking boom. The end. I mean, what a mic drop. <laughs> Just an all-time mic drop. Does it does it like cue like some crazy soundtrack? Oh, I wish I remembered what the song was, but I mean, it just like in turn like my precedent for horrible endings to movies is the uh, often forgotten Robert Pattinson flick. Remember me. We do like to he, forget. Which he yeah. Uh, ironically, the title did not suit. Not a lot of people remembered it. No. But in Remember Me. Robert Pattinson um, discover. Well, let's. Oh, well, in Remember Me, Robert Pattinson, he's like, they're falling in love. It's him and this girl that's like a New York love story. He's still traumatized by the fact his parents died and he's trying to get over it and he meets this girl and cliche corny love. Uh, the last scene of the movie is 9 11. He goes to work at the World Trade Center. You hear a big boom, and that's the end of the movie. And I'm like, oh, okay. That was my precedent for horrible movie endings. Everyone likes to talk about TV show endings, Sopranos cut into blank. In the middle of the sentence, yeah. Lost, and everyone's like, oh, Dexter, I'm going to be a lumberjack. Um, but this was a whole new deal in terms of absolutely horrible movie endings. I just kind of took a chance. I'm like, this will give me something to talk about. I'm going to surprise my cinephile friend slash podcast co-host. And I know you weren't expecting to have to watch that movie. Now you have to. Yeah, I might, especially because it came out this year and, uh, might have to include it on the list. Um, <laughs> can I briefly de- describe to you the worst movie I've ever sat through recently? Yes. <clears throat> yes. Sure thing. A little thing called Generation Um. Dot, dot, dot. That's the name of the movie. Generation Um. Starring. Where's, where's Chris Smith when we need him to say um? I mean, that just sounds. Starring that is. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I don't know how Keanu got roped into this movie. Excuse me? So I watch this movie because I do this thing on Letterboxd where, like, it shows you your highest rated stars. And there's a bunch of, like, not shit people 
that I don't want in that section. So I watched this movie to get, I think it was Dustin Hoffman's son off of that, uh, Jake Hoffman off of that <laughs> list. So I, I, I only sat through the first 30 minutes because it was that bad. I had to turn it off. I gave it a shot. And it was so fucking terrible. This is what I wrote in my review was just a, a, a summation of the first 30 minutes of the movie. Like, no exaggeration, this is what happens. First, about five minutes of Keanu driving around with some girls while they sing about literal shit. They have a song about, like, pooping. <laughs> and Keanu's just sitting there, like, not paying attention. Then, for about a minute, the girls are drunk at their apartment. And then another minute, Keanu just drives. No, like, song or anything. No, like, dialogue. He's just driving around. Then, one of those girls buys flowers at a store. Then, Keanu eats food. There is a shot that is literally no cuts, just a minute long of Keanu Reeves eating food. And then, Keanu goes back to his apartment and gets dressed. And then, the girls and Keanu go to a bar. And they don't really do anything. And then... The next scene, Keanu gets his dick sucked. <laughs> okay, you had my curiosity, now you have my attention. The next scene, Keanu finds a mini TV, and then Keanu talks to his roommate about his birthday coming up, and then the girl who sucked Keanu Reeves' dick looks at herself naked in the mirror, and then Keanu Reeves eats foods, food again, and then he talks to his friend about patterns, and that's when I shut the movie off. How far into it did you get? About 30, 35 minutes. And how long is the movie? Like an hour and a half. But it was... um, When is that a made recently movie? 2012. Oh. So yeah, Generation Um. That was when Keanu Keanu was down bad. That was when he was down bad. Keanu was down (laughs) bad. But... Uh, When he was like making the movie, that movie and... uh, the movie with like soapy Anna de Armas boobs. I forget what that's called. Um, soapy Anna de Armas boobs. You cannot go wrong with that. Um, I forget what it's called, but it's like her and another crazy chick. Like they show up at his house and they won't leave because there's like a storm. I mean, yeah, I mean that was <laughs> that was implied, but um, but I mean that I think no, my parent, my dad tried to watch that movie. So my dad does this thing where he just turns shit on. If yeah, he really no wanted to, if he really wanted to, he'd like call me and be like, so have you seen this? Has Matt seen this? Like, tell me if this is good or not. And the two most hilarious examples are that movie, which I forget what it's called. And the fact that he recently attempted to watch the Between Two Ferns movie. Oh, I've heard that isn't very good. No. <laughs> and especially for someone who just probably didn't even know what the YouTube series was. My dad's explanation was, why do I always see clips of it on TikTok? <laughs> my, what? I'm sorry. Uh, what? My 56-year-old father, John Bigelow. Sees clips of this movie on TikTok? Sees Between Two Ferns clips on TikTok. And that made him want to watch the movie. That's funny shit that your dad has a TikTok. 
why have I not seen like multiple videos of this? Why why isn't it, why isn't he posting his content? I mean, I've tried to get him to dance. Like I would I would pay <laughs> I would pay top top dollar for John Bigelow to do the Renegade on TikTok. <laughs> I would lose my shit. Dad, if you're hearing this, you don't know what the Renegade is. But man, are you, you about need are, to know? Man, are you about to? Because <laughs> I want to, br- I want to break the internet. Um, yeah. That would but, be great. Um, yeah, my dad's definitely, my dad's definitely on like the, the recipe side of TikTok, like recipes and um, sports. So and, what you're saying is now he owns an air fryer? Not yet. No, he does not have an air fryer or wow. a trigger. He's kind of. For a recipe thing, that's that's surprising. Oh, he is. Uh, he's not like some people's dads we know. Uh, I won't name names because they may be listening. But uh, <laughs> we know we know some dads who are like, "Oh shit, people are talking about this. I have to do it." Um, so speaking of my dad, we uh, I was we're recording this late at night on Tuesday the sixteenth. I spent most of the day in Omaha with my dad today. Uh, and one of the things we saw was Adam Sandler's tweet today uh, commemorating the 25th anniversary of Happy Gilmore, in which he just absolutely hits a piss missile. <laughs> just an yeah. absolute pisser. I can down. tell from being a golf, a golf aficionado myself, it was a piss missile. I mean, just the way that thing sounded. Just pure as hell. And Sandman is just dressed like a bum at, like, the uh, one of the most elite, like, Jewish country clubs in Los Angeles. Yeah, it looked really nice. Just hitting a pisser to celebrate the 25th anniversary of Happy Gilmore. And then the dude who played Shooter McGavin, I mean, he looks like he's knocking on fucking death's door. His yeah, social, he has his, not aged well. No, his social media response... Was him like hitting a putt into a cup, and I was like, shooting uh, it. "Yeah, shooting it. <laughs> we get it, shooter." Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I think Shooter McGavin is like an all-time movie villain. I he's think definitely I, iconic as hell. I think he's, I think he's like an underappreciated movie villain because some people kind of like to shit on Sandler movies, but this man, Shooter McGavin. Hated Happy Gilmore so bad, <laughs> he bought this man's grandma's house. Yeah, at an auction, and said the only way you can get this house is if you quit or if you beat me. <laughs> like that. Yeah. What a top ten asshole move. That is just an all time like hiring the dude to yell, "You suck." You jackass, and just like my dad, my dad, bless his heart, like completely forgot about Adam Sandler fighting Bob Barker in that movie. Oh, how could you forget? (laughs) He completely forgot, and he was just rolling. And I'm like, "Shut up, Dad! He's gonna say the line. Shut up, Dad! The price is wrong, bitch!" (laughs) And just, just goes rolling so we used to do a little thing called tuesday top fives uh we don't put episodes out on tuesdays anymore but this is gonna be a little uh 
in honor, in honor of uh, the 25th anniversary of Happy Gilmore, um, I wanted to hear my cinephile friend, Matt Larson, give me his top five Adam Sandler movies. Now, to start this, one, I would really like to play golf with Adam Sandler after seeing that video. <laughs> like a golf outing just a day with the Sandman on the course hitting the links sounds pretty fucking great to me so I would really like to do that um, two while I'm looking this up <clears throat> actually I'll say this there's two different kinds of Sandler movies am I given a top five of classic Sandler as in just fucking all of it okay all of it um, while I'm while I'm looking at this, why don't you think about what movie is a more iconic golf movie, Happy Gilmore or Caddyshack? I think that's generational. I think that's I think that's I think that's a, there's a generational gap there. I think I like agree. our dad. I think to our dads, like to Larry, to Larry and John, it's Caddyshack. Yeah. To to us, it's Happy Gilmore. Like the first, the I actually one, the, would agree. The first time I saw Happy Gilmore, I thought that was the funniest fucking movie <laughs> to ever be made. I'm like, this is the gold standard of filmmaking. I like thought this is the peak. Adam Sandler is a god amongst mortals. Like this is this is this is it. Shout out to Sean Haith Basement in middle school. Watching, watching Happy Gilmore, and that was one of one of. I mean, I thought it was elite. I thought it was top tier. When I watch Caddyshack, I'm like, it's okay, it's good. Yeah, I like Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield's funny. I mean, I just. Um, but it's def. I mean, it's definitely a generational thing. There are like dads who like will still to this day be like Caddyshack's my favorite movie. It's the greatest sports movie of all time. It's just no 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 it's great. It's great. It's got everything. It's got everybody. It's got everything. So, you done some thinking? Yeah. Um I think I'm going to do only uh movies that he's been like a leading man in. Okay. Um honorable mentions. You can't talk about the same man without m- at least mentioning I as a kid, I loved the Waterboy, Billy Madison, and Big Daddy. They don't make the list only because See, they're not. See, I liked two of those three. Well, no, I it? liked one of those three. I'm a wow. huge. I'm a huge Billy Madison fan. Huge Billy Madison fan. I think Big Daddy is okay. It's not bad by any means. I just don't know why. Could never get into the Waterboy. I like the Waterboy. I'm not, I'm not I'm not here to shit on you for for liking it. I'm just I'm I asked you to make your list, but we co-host this show so I can chime in. And I will say Big Daddy is the best of those 3. Sorry to tell you. I like Big wah, Daddy. Wah, wah, wah. That's a hot take. Anyways, <clears throat> the fifth best Adam Sandler movie. We're going with Click. Wow. Because Click is underrated as hell. It, I'm not going to lie. I saw this when I was maybe 11 or 12. Shit made me tear up because I didn't, like, understand, like, life and death type shit. 
And I watched that movie and I was like, fuck, I'm going to die. <laughs> Click gave me like a, what the hell do you call it? Like a, like an existential crisis. That's what it gave me. At the age of 10, you're going yeah. through an existential crisis at the age of 10. Yeah. But it's also a good movie. And uh, let's see what the, what the opposite Sam and Kate, Kate Beckinsale is opposite of him in that movie. All time weapon. Just an all-time... 2006 Kate, too. <sighs> so you can't... I mean, you can't that's, tell the, that's me. the bomb they dropped yeah. on Hiroshima. I mean, that is, that, is, that is the bomb they dropped on Hiroshima. Just an elite all-time weapon. <gasps> Number four. 50 first dates. What I really enjoy world? 50 first dates. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I think it's like one of my favorite, like early two thousands corny ass uh, romantic comedies. That's him and Drew Barrymore, right? Yeah. Back when Drew Barrymore was like the leading woman in every comedy, she was like the yeah the girl every guy was after in every comedy. Hollywood has these like weird bursts of 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 women. Um, and then number uh. Number three is Uncut Gems. His best performance, not my favorite Sandler movie. Um, not really a whole lot to be said there. It's a good movie. If you uh, know, you know. If you know, you know. Uh, number two, Happy Gilmore. Absolutely elite. Uh, was my f- was my favorite movie for, as a kid. Honestly, I really enjoyed it as a kid. I mean, I have always, I will always want an Odyssey putter that looks like a hockey puck. Like, not yeah. a hockey puck, a hockey stick. I will always want an Odyssey putter that looks like a hockey stick because of that movie. Yeah, and shout out to my cousin Alec. I mean, he introduced me to all those fucking stupid ass Jim Carrey, uh, Adam Sandler, Ben Stiller movies back in the day when I was too young for my parents to really want me to watch them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Happy Gilmore was a favorite. And then number one is Punch Drunk Love, because Punch Drunk Love is one of my favorite movies. Adam Sandler's best performance. I take back what I said later. I think his performance in Punch Drunk Love is even better. And it's fucking weird. And it's actually pretty funny just because Adam Sandler is, you know, Adam Sandler. So, yeah. Click, 50 First Dates, Uncut Gems, Happy Gilmore, Punch Drunk Love. That's a good, that's a solid list. That's a solid list. I mean, when you, when you talk about your, your cousin introducing you to these movies, I mean, I, I had this debate with a friend, like this was at the like beginning of the quarantine times, you know, not, not quite BC, you know, AC after, after Corona. Before the Fire Nation attack. Before the Fire Nation attack. If you compare... I think it, we we did a comparison of four four actors, and it was Sandler's run in the nineties, Jim Carrey's run in the nineties, Mike Myers's run from the nineties to the end of Shrek, and Will Ferrell like early 2000s, like late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, all those 90s SNL guys. And it's kind of insane. 
Yeah. I know we weren't expecting to talk about this. We're going to anyway. If you start with Sandler, he was on SNL from 1990 to 1995. Five years, quite a time. 95, Billy Madison. 96, Happy Gilmore. 98, a movie you did not mention, but people really like, The Wedding Singer. And I, I am a Wedding Singer hater. I don't like it. And The Waterboy in the same year. 99, Big Daddy. 2000, Lil Nicky, which some people really like is like a cult movie for That's some reason. That's one of the few Sandler movies I haven't seen yet. O2, Punch Rock Love, and Mr. Deeds, and Eight Crazy Nights in 2002. And then it just goes kind of down. I mean, 51st Dates, 04. Longest Yard, 05. Click, 06. And then it kind of gets ugly after that. Yeah. But then you go, then you go to Carrie, who I think is the only, yeah, he's the only non- SNLer in this equation. He was on the the Canadian version in Living Color. But in nine yeah, Carrie's run starts in ninety four. All three of these movies came out in the same year. Yeah, he had a crazy year. Ace Ventura, The Mask, and Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. All in nineteen ninety four. Yeah. 95, he's the Riddler, and Ace Ventura gets a sequel. 96, The Cable Guy. 97, Liar Liar. 98, The Truman Show. 99, Man on the Moon, the weirdo Andy Kaufman movie. Yep. 2000, The Grinch, and Me, Myself, and Irene. Couple years of not a whole lot. 03, Bruce Almighty. 04, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah, I not think that's bad. I think that's an even more impressive s- stretch than than Sandler. We transition to Mike Myers, who I assume is probably the weakest of of who of the four. Is, it, it's all it's all down. It all is it's all part of the plan. And here we we go. Ninety two Wayne's World. Ninety three Wayne's World two. 97, the first Austin Powers. 99, Austin Powers 2. 2001, Shrek. 2002, Austin Powers 3. 2003, The Cat in the Hat. People like to forget. Just kidding. 2004, Shrek 2. 2007, Shrek 3. And in 2008, his career died. So... Yeah, he was funny for like 10 years. Look, and now looking at you, the love guru. Looking at you. No, uh, 2008, uh, Inglorious Bastards as well. Oh, yeah. I forgot, <laughs> I forgot about that. Forgot about that little cameo. Or and, then, and then last, but certainly not least, Mr. John William Farrell. The man himself, a man of my childhood. 98, A Night at the Roxbury. Nah, and that's where we begin. That's where we begin. 2001, Zoolander. Another movie that a lot of people really like. Never really been a fan. I agree. I don't think it's that funny. 2003, 
old school and elf. That's a good combination. Not a bad year. 04, Anchorman. 05. I mean, if we want to talk about movies that define my childhood, this is the one right here. And that is kicking and screaming. Yep. Kicking and kicking and screaming played a very, very pivotal part in me being the worst YMCA soccer player <laughs> the world has ever seen. I remember having the kicking and screaming DVD and watching it on like a car ride to like North or South Dakota. And <laughs> just because I loved it. But also in 05, Bewitched, Wedding Crashers, The Producers, 06, Talladega Nights, Stranger Than Fiction, which a lot, that's not bad, yeah. 07, Blades of Glory, 08, Semi-Pro, Step Brothers, and then 09, no, it's kind of over after that. But did you know... Uh, the movie that Joaquin Phoenix has mo- has watched the most in his entire life is Step Brothers. What the fuck? <laughs> he said he's he's watched it like over 50 times. That's nuts. Joaquin Phoenix, who won an award for being himself. Yep, won it. People uh, like to forget. He won an Academy Award for playing an over-exaggerated version of himself in clown makeup. Joaquin Phoenix, a psychopath, really enjoys Step Brothers, <laughs> <laughs> which is just funny to me. What do you? What do you think? The what's, what's the movie you've watched the most? Like, do you know for a fact what it is? <clears throat> Probably Monty Python and the Holy Grail. If I had to guess, yeah. Or one of the Star Wars, or this is the end. One of those three. Um, yeah, no. Um, I was definitely gonna say it is one of the two movies hanging directly behind my shoulders, which are Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Back to the Future, or this is the end. Um, I think that this is, is the end is one of those movies that every single time I watch it, I find a line or some like action that I never really thought was that funny before. And it's just so fucking funny. I mean, that that's a great. That I, I mean, it. that movie. I mean, I love that movie. I mean, it's, yeah. and it's, and I'm not just saying this because it has like defined part of our friendship, and oh, yeah. it has, and it has defined part Deep of roots, and it has defined part of your relationship with your roommate. Yeah, <laughs> like this movie. This movie. This movie has done shit. Okay, this movie <laughs> has done things. Yeah. When it's like, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy the effects that a a movie that simple can kind of have, you know? Because it's not. I mean, it's nothing crazy. It's just a bunch of funny fucking people yeah. playing over exaggerated versions of themselves. Yeah, and, and it's just it's it's and it's that a really inspired funny you movie. that inspired you to buy me a t shirt that in big pink letters says, take your panties off on it. Which and is a picture was... that still needs to exist on the internet. <laughs> and will exist, mark my fucking words. I, I'll, I'll give the people what they want. That's what they want. If you make me a towel that says Mr. Bigelow on it, <laughs> like Craig Robinson's Mr. Robinson towel, I, I will make this happen. I will make it happen. I'll even, I'll even like sit down at a piano. I will sit down at a piano 
with the shirt on, with the towel over my shoulder, I'll do it. I've said this multiple times, too. Danny McBride in This Is The End is one of the best comedic performances in a movie I've ever seen. That dude, every fucking thing he does, every line he says is so fucking funny. And recently, the one that I keep quoting all the time at work is, it's too late, Seth. I've already walked too far away. (laughs) 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 That's not even like, that's so broad. But it's like the way he delivers it. It's too late, Seth. (laughs) I've already walked too far. You could just turn around. It doesn't say anything. (laughs) Or, I mean, fucking Aziz is fucking hanging in the giant hole. Craig! Craig, help me! It's too late for you! You're already in the hole! Craig and Danny both in that movie are the fucking best. They're like trying to figure it out. He's like, oh my, oh, I tried to save Aziz. I tried so hard to save Aziz. Jonah Hill, too, man. You can't forget about... Her name is Aja, (laughs) A-H-J-H-A-I. Your references are out of control, bro. Everybody knows that. (laughs) Your reference game is sick. (laughs) Yeah, that movie is just the best. So we've been meaning to establish a um, a movie of the week. So those of you who are listening with us, we hope you have like we hope you have access to this movie. If you don't, like you can tell us what streaming services you'd prefer on Twitter at Let's Boogie Pod or via email Let's Boogie Pod at gmail dot com. Um, so we just want to have something that is as interactive as a podcast can be. Um, I mean, obviously you're only, you're just going to listen to us talk about something, but hopefully we want to encourage you to broaden your horizons and, uh, join us on our, (laughs) on our adventure through movies. Uh, we wanted to start this last week and actually around when we were going to say what the movie was, was when your computer died. So, yeah, <laughs> I think uh, the movie that we're going to choose is Boogie Nights. I thought it was fitting. Boogie Nights. Yeah, get it? You know, we wanted to make sense. Well, you know, you got to start somewhere. Uh, uh, yeah, it's one of it's one of my favorite movies. Bigelow's yet to see it, but I know he's been it's been on his watch list for a while. Oh, yeah. And you just haven't gotten around to it. Um it's so fucking good. And I actually, I love this movie so much. One of the scripts I wrote that I hope to produce and shoot someday here in Colorado is like my interpretation of like a follow up to it. So like it inspired me to do something, which is like the best compliment you can give a movie. So oh, yeah. no, I agree. hundred <clears throat> percent. This is um, available on Hulu. If you have Hulu, which it seems like everybody does nowadays. Uh, yeah. <coughs> <coughs> yeah, except for me, because I don't have Spotify. Um, but so, yeah, go watch uh, go watch tentacle porn without a lot of tentacles. And then after that, go watch Boogie Nights. Um, Boogie so, Nights, I will also say, okay, so, so you're going to look at it. You're going to see it's two and a half hours long. But what I will tell you, this movie has... <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. Mark Wahlberg, Julianne Moore, Burt Reynolds, Don Cheadle, John C. Riley, William H. Macy, Heather Graham, who gets naked! Thomas Jane, Philip Seymour Hoffman, and Luis Guzman. 
along with Alfred Molina, Philip Baker Hall, Robert Downey Sr. There's a lot. And the whole movie's about the porn industry in the 80s. Lots Mark of drugs. Mark Wahlberg as a porn star. You can't go wrong with this movie. I'm telling you. Anybody who hasn't heard of this movie or is thinking like, I don't really know if I want to watch that, it will become one of your favorites. It's so fucking good. Yeah. No, we, uh, so we encourage you to go out and check that movie out by next week so you can, uh, so you can relate when we have a little discussion about it next week. It will be my first time um, seeing it. Matt, it's obviously, like Matt said, one of his favorite movies. So we're going to have two very differing ways of looking at the movie. And then if you guys watched it too, that'll make it more fun for everybody. So that is that is the debut of uh, the movie of the week. Uh, we kind of talked about movies for a while. Yeah, we did, but that's all right. Because mm, outside of the Super Bowl, there's not really a whole lot of sports going on. No, there isn't really. Um, I mean, like I said, I would, you know... Nebraska won a basketball game on Sunday, and then they looked like complete shit tonight. So I didn't. I'm not gonna spend too much time talking about that. Um, not really a lot of talking soccer content to uh, talk about either. Manchester City's good. That's all. We'll, yeah, Man City's we'll good. Congrats on the league. You oil money, fucking oil fucks. And it's yeah. Congrats. Congrats, congrats, you fucking cunts. Congrats to you. Um, Pro Patrol by the lad. Pro Patrol by those baby blue boys. Eh? Those are some fucking, some fucking cunts, I tell you. Some, some fucking, mank cunts. Some I'll mank that. cunts. You got the mank cunts and the mank bastards. Y'all are the mank bastards. Your yep. team is the mank bastards. They're the mank cunts. That's how it works. <laughs> You're fucking right about that, you scouser. <laughs> That's me. I'm a bloody fucking scouser, I tell you. Bloody fucking scouser. Did you know that in... So... I'll, I, Matt will tell me... I don't think anyone loves the killers more than I do. Like the band, the killers. Not people who actually kill people. That's that's Matt's department. He likes people who kill people. I like, I like a band... Guns don't kill people. Uh-uh. I kill people with guns. Uh, in England where Mr. Brightside has been on the top 100 chart since it was released in 2004, which is insane. When the killers perform the song Human, people in England do not say, are we human or are we dancer? They say, oh, this are, we, are we human or are we scousers? <laughs> nice. Are we... <laughs> Are we human or are we scousers? That's Sign fucking. is vital. That's, that's funny. Oh, it's uh, I like just that. a little, just a little fun, just a fun little tidbit. But yeah, sports are still going on. Um, I saw my first commercial for the NCAA tournament today. Was watching, was watching NBA on TNT, uh, Pelicans Grizzlies, and an NCAA tournament commercial came on, and I got really happy. Is it too early to give me your uh, predictions for for the bracket? Um, I mean, it is gonna. I mean, it's gonna kind of be Gonzaga and Baylor versus everybody else. Um, this can be my little uh, 
Bigelow's guide to the college basketball galaxy for those of you who have not really been paying attention and are going I think, to. I think we should to, do us a completely like separate episode about that too. Because oh, a lot of people are going to be looking for tips. My guide, Bigelow's guide to the college basketball galaxy. I mean, yeah. that, that might not be, that might not be the worst idea. I kind of like that. Um, <laughs> we, um, so basically Gonzaga and Baylor are really good. They are whooping everyone. They plays ass. And they're kind of in a league of their own. And then there's kind of everybody else. The two big stories in college basketball are those two teams are really good. And the traditional like blue bloods, like the Dukes, North Carolinas, Michigan State, they all suck. They're all horrible. Like Duke and Michigan, Duke, Michigan State, Kentucky, they're not going to make the NCAA tournament. No, they're just not. Duke's best player just quit. He literally, he used the term opting out. He quit. I mean, he's literally, there's three weeks left in the regular season. Duke's not going to make the tournament. And he said, all right, I'm done. Peace. Cleaned out his locker. He's gone. Michigan what a potentially State, great year then for teams that don't usually have like that, that great of a chance to do anything in the tournament. Oh, I agree. Um, and then, like, obviously, from a Nebraska standpoint, the Big Ten's really good. The Big Ten is really good. There's a chance there could be two one-seeds in the Big Ten, um, Michigan, Who would that be? Michigan and Ohio State are both kind of in position right now to be one seeds, which is kind of funny because I remember when you were here, you were in town, and we watched Ohio State kick Nebraska's ass, and the the sentiment amongst Nebraska fans was, "Well, that sucks. Ohio State's not really good. They weren't they weren't ranked at the time. It's like, wow, that is kind of a worrisome loss." Um, yeah, Ohio State's good. Um, they are. They are not. They are not the little sisters of the poor. There could be like as many as like ten or eleven Big Ten teams in the tournament, and that is not a joke. Damn. But I like your idea. We might have to do a my guide to the college basketball galaxy. Um, could maybe I could maybe get some friends on here too to do that with me. That could that could be fun. Sure. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm just really excited. I mean, we're going to get a tournament. It's kind of crazy to think that, like, when it comes to sports, the only thing that was, like, completely canceled and never made up was the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Everything just kind of got pushed back or rescheduled or Mickey Mouseified into a bubble, and the NCAA tournament just didn't happen. Yeah, the whole year was just a throwaway. Could you could if you had to guess how much money the NCAA lost with no tournament last year, what would your guess be? Five hundred million. A little higher. Seven seven fifty. Eight hundred million dollars. <laughs> Damn. So that's a lot of money. Even just from a dollars and cents standpoint, there's going to be an NCAA tournament. It's going to happen. There has to be. There, ha- <laughs> I mean, there has to be. They're going to do everything they can to make it happen. Um, but yeah, we're a little over about a month from today. I think a month from today, games will start, actually. I think we're exactly a month out. I think Selection Sunday is the 14th of March. And, um, you know, anyone, to it. anyone who knows me knows that, you know, March is my, uh, 
It's my favorite month of the year. Um, <laughs> so between uh, the stretch run for uh, high school basketball in the state here, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty fun. And <clears> then <throat> you know with the NCAA, and you know only gonna have one uh, one local representative in the tournament. Notes. You're still not going to make the Sweet 16, Creighton fans. I hate to tell you, have fun being a five seed or a six seed. You're not going to make the Sweet 16. But um, it'll still be fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, So, yeah, that was my little basketball corner for a minute there. Um, So, yeah, do you have anything else? Oh, we did have we had we I I did just remember one one thing. We can wrap up on this. So, I think when we, I think when we had a podcast in November of 2019, I think that was around the time Scorsese said something about Marvel movies not being films. Yeah, I think like that was around amusement the, park rides. I think that was around the time where he said that. Well, the king is back. The king is back. <laughs> And he is... He don't miss! And he is coming out uh, firing. Today, uh, an interview he did with... I think he, I think it was IndieWire came out. I don't know what the fuck IndieWire is and why are they talking to Martin Scorsese. But um, but the, the long story short version was he said, the art of cinema is being systematically devalued, sidelined, demeaned, and reduced to its lowest common denominator due to the naming of films as content. And that is the that is the Cliff Notes version of what he had to say. And obviously, you yourself as a bona fide cinephile and an aspiring filmmaker, I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Um, I would agree only because, um, I mean, you look at TikTok and YouTube, uh, two platforms built for, um, quantity over quality. Um, Scorsese, I, I, I would assume I didn't read the article, but is saying something along the lines of, um, movies are becoming more about the business side of it as opposed to not like they were never originally about that, but there was this like crazy revolution of um, film and cinema back in the, back in the sixties and seventies, like Scorsese was a part of that himself. Like taxi driver was like a landmark movie because it was like a guy who looked at studio movies and said, I want to do that, but make it more creative. And there was just like just this burst of creativity. Not again, not to say that that's not going on now, but you look at stuff like Marvel and Netflix and Hulu, and literally they're just fucking churning out content as fast as they can, simply for the sake of content. Can you, can you give me outside of shows a good Netflix or Hulu original movie? Just off the top of your head. Palm Springs. That's fair. Um, isn't technically The Irishman a Netflix original movie, too? Didn't Isn't that technically a Netflix deal? Technically. Um, but yeah, Hulu original movies. 
Amazon Prime, et cetera, et cetera. Amazon Prime has more than Netflix or Hulu, say. But then, okay, so you named those two. Good movies. How many movies get released on Netflix and Hulu? Two goddamn many. A year. I can tell you for a fact, I think, I want to say, don't quote me on this, they release, like, one movie a week, maybe. I think, I think Netflix, like, Netflix, like, brags about it. Like, it's like a point of pride for yeah. them to announce, like, oh, we're raising our prices so we can fund X amount of original content. Yeah. Like, this coming year. I think that is, like, a point of pride and emphasis for them. Yeah. Which is and- insane. And that's why I agree with Scorsese. At a certain point, you have to be like, where's the quality in the content? Like, I'm tired of the quantity. Like, there's already enough shit to watch nowadays. I would rather we just start, like, getting back to, is this actually good? Speaking of, like, here's a prime example of, like, Netflix, you know, content over, like, quality, obviously. The fact that there are not one, not two, but three to all the boys I've loved before movies. I'm watching that movie pretty soon. I have to. (laughs) First to all the boys is very good. Huge, huge to all the boys I've loved before pod. The secret's out. The secret's out. two episodes in a row now that we've talked about it. Well, we tried to last week, but... The sound went out. Did we yeah. talk about it in the first one? The first episode, yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah, we're two for two. Just wait until another certain corny cliche series comes back on Mickey Mouse Plus that yeah. I'm very fond of. I'm uh, very into it. Oh, we're, we're, I'm speaking gonna of, I'm speaking gonna get of you. I'm I'm gonna get you into it. I'm gonna get you into it. And that's Mickey gonna be Mouse a Plus though. WandaVision. I think we should address that a little if bit. If you were out early, like we were, because we were all the way out early. We weren't even actually, interested when it came out. I actually wasn't out. I was just not a fan because it was like, it was like, it was interesting. I'll give Marvel credit for that because it was like one of the most interesting things they've done, like parodying sitcoms. But like, I, the first three episodes were, it didn't look like it was like, going anywhere exciting like it looked like it was just this one-off thing you didn't necessarily need to watch it and then spoiler alert episode five fucking evan peters from the x-men universe a separate entity from marvel studios is introduced as the same character and everybody went fucking ballistic everyone just i mean luke skywalker mandalorian nerdgasm times five yeah, like it was it was kind of next level, um, and then there's people saying that uh, the episode this Friday may be how they introduced the Fantastic Four. There are yeah, people which saying would be awesome. There are people saying that. So I guess before the show came out, Kevin Feige said that there is going to be a show that parodies The Office. There's going to be an episode that parodies The Office. I don't know how they'll do that because so and I. The, I And the internet has already gone full-blown. Oh, my God. They're going to introduce Reed Richards, and it's going to be in the Office-themed episode. And John Krasinski is going to play Reed Richards. And not only is Jim going to be there, but Asian Jim is going to be there. And it's going to be great. Yeah. Well, 
I'm going to be interested to see how they do that, if that's actually a thing, because I was talking to my friend about this. He he was a little nitpicky of this episode, only because it seemed like they just skipped the 90s entirely. Loved the Malcolm in the Middle parody, but Malcolm oh, in yeah. the Middle was like early 2000s, mid-2000s, not necessarily 90s. Yeah. So, um, and the reason I think that was, was because the 90s was absolutely dominated by Friends and Seinfeld, two two shows if you've never seen them which shame on you if you haven't are are strictly about friendship groups not necessarily the family dynamic that they've been going for well something i heard i thought like obviously you know i am i am way too stupid to think of these things myself but i heard i heard someone say that the the like time jump of sorts was like a symbolism of wanda like getting closer and closer to like reality. So like yeah. time, like time is moving quicker now. Yeah. So I don't, yeah, I, I can see that. So I don't know what, what that would be. I mean, shout out to Elizabeth Olsen, just comic book mouth gold. I mean, that is, that is, I'm also uh, not entirely sure that Wanda's the antagonist that they're making her out to be. It seems like there's some behind-the-scenes sh- shit going on that, like, does Wanda even know, like, how she got in this controlling situation yeah, like that is she's she, in right like, now? Yeah, like, there, th- dude, there have been people, I mean, I've seen... I think there's something else going on. I mean, the worst thing, I mean, the, like, the worst thing with all these is just, like, the the internet rabbit holes you can go down. Like people are like, Oh, the multiverse is how it's going to introduce like Spider-Man three. And da, 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 da. and there's people are like, no, actually the, this multiverse thing is how it's going to interview, uh, introduce uh, Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness because Dormammu is controlling Wanda. And, and that's what, this is and, why I'm happy. I got off Reddit because fucking, Theories and shit like that. Bro, this like, isn't even Reddit. Like I know, this but I'm is, just talking this about is, like t- this is TikTok, dog. Like they're like I get on TikTok and they're motherfuckers being like WandaVision theory spoilers for episode five, and I'm just like, what? <laughs> I just don't know how people have the time to like think of shit like that. Yeah, I mean people, but good people, on them. Like what you like at the end of the day. Enjoy what you want to enjoy. I no. finished a fucking animated Star Wars show. That's how much I like what I like. Which I'm is the second it. animated Star Wars show you have finished in the last six months. Yeah, the second not one, one not as good as the first not one. Not one, but two. Yeah. Um, but what? anyways. That's... Uh, I think we covered all the bases this week. I think we did kind of check all the boxes. Um, so, yeah, we hope we uh, won't have any more... Uh, tech difficulties. Uh, I'll end with a couple shout outs uh, just to thank you. Uh, first off to the people who listened. Uh, we, we were, we were, um, we were looking forward to, you know, being back obviously. And uh, we were, we were very pleased to see that people still care. People were listening uh, to that first episode. Um, secondly, I wanted to thank uh, the people who have followed us on social media since we came back. Uh, we've gained we've gained a couple followers on on the Twitter, and we've gained a few followers on the bird and on the gram and uh, on on the on the Facebook. Uh, we got we got a five star review on the Facebook. Shout out Jackson Abramo. Um, so 
you know, like we said uh, the first week, you know, we don't like we we ma- we've made fun of it before. Like, oh, be sure to leave a comment, like and subscribe, like the co- the the YouTube, you know, cliches. But we we you know want to try to grow this thing as much as we can, and uh, we can't really do that without you know leave a review, like give us a download, give you know try to help us any way we can. I know that we appreciate or the support. Or just spread the word. Or just spread the word. Tell tell them, you know, tell us, tell your friends. Like these guys are funny. They they're good. You know, I got told. I mean, I'll never forget. You know, I got told. You know, when we were away um, last spring, I was you know at a bar in Lincoln, back when bars were a thing that I did, and I got told by by a friend. He's like, "Man, where's the pod been?" And I'm like excuse me and he's like no man like the podcast is how like it helped me get through work like during the days like with my internship i'm like seriously he's like no like i loved like listening to you guys like talk movies hopefully you guys can you know come back soon i'm like yeah man like hopefully like thank you you know we appreciate any support we can get um so yeah like leave a review uh download even if you want to leave a review and tell us we suck ass um. Uh, if you have any questions you want us to answer, get as deep as you want to get. Back when we tried to do this question thing, we got asked like a very deep, like philosophical question by Mike Gillespie, where I talked about like depression and shit. So, like, if you want to get philosophical, if you want to get like random, like hypothetical, whatever, shoot us an email, shoot us a tweet, and we'll. As you've seen, if you've listened to this whole thing, we can get off the rails pretty fast. We can go, we can go some to some interesting places. But um, you know, we just wanted to say thank you um, to anyone who listened. You know, and just if you're listening, let us know. If you're listening, let us know what you think. Let us know if there's something else you want us to talk about. You know, we're open to anything. We like doing this, and we're hopefully going to be on a more uh, consistent schedule and we're going to make sure our computers are plugged in every week from now on so maybe maybe hopefully um but anyway thanks guys uh see you next week <laughs>